This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. We have got a cool piece of technology to talk about today. We have Mr. Toga Tazel from Canopy Connect with us. Toga, what's going on, brother? I'm doing well. How are you, David? I'm good. I'm good. For having so me we were absolutely our pleasure. We were just talking about it. And my new goal uh, during the course of this podcast is to make Kyle touch his face Dude, with his hands. Can you imagine? So they like- get stuck <laughs> in his beard. He was just explaining that he picked up nightmare. his Christmas tree. I did, yeah. On my way back from my... Uh- you know, the, the normal routine of Chick-fil-A for lunch, popped into Lowe's, <laughs> snagged a, this part is awesome, nine-foot tree for my eight-foot ceilings. And <laughs> so oh, wow. I did it on purpose, though, man, because like like last year we had this little tree, and I don't know if it was just because, like, our living room space is pretty big. And I got like a, I think I got like a seven-footer, so, I mean, I knew it would fit. But it's just sitting there in the corner and like it just looks so puny. I'm like, dude, I'm getting a big ass tree this year. Whatever, whatever I can find, I'm gonna snag that piece, throw it in the palisade. So I did and I got home and this thing is like scraping the ceiling as I'm trying to get it in there. But it's actually gonna be money. I just cause the top the top branch is all I mean it's it, it's all it, it's bare anyhow. So I'm gonna cut that bad boy off and it'll it'll be looking good. But yeah, my hands covered in sap. I really hope you picked up like 15 surge protectors that you can plug into each other so that you have one master cord going into the outlet in your garage for your light show too. Absolutely. I'm going to get the whole neighborhood to take a look as soon as it gets dark outside and just hold it over my head like Clark. Yeah, you should. It's going to be money. You should. I, I imagine that it will be. Well, Tolga, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into Canopy Connect. How how did you get involved in InsureTech? Kind of what's your backstory? Yeah, so um, backstory, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian, was born and raised in Canada, went to University of Waterloo, and actually my first startup experience was at an InsureTech at uh, Datalot. Uh, some of your listeners might know. Um, uh, I was one of their first two interns, and that was my, my actual first experience in the insurance industry. Um, but from there, I, I kind of went on to uh, work at different startups. Um, I was uh, part of a really small tech startup in Boston. We were acquired by Dropbox 
in late 2013. So then I joined Dropbox and uh, uh, built some of their early collaboration infrastructure. Um, and then from, you know, after several years there, went on uh, to join a, another startup called Nova Credit, which is actually doing something kind of similar to what I'm doing now, but in a different industry, in the credit industry. Yeah, so you know what we were doing was we were we were pulling in data that banks and other lenders weren't able to access about people, and through pulling in that data, we were actually able to demonstrate to those lenders that actually this person that you didn't have any idea how to underwrite them is actually creditworthy, and so these people were getting access to credit cards, um, getting to move into houses, you know, mortgages that they otherwise would have been completely locked out of, and so you know built something similar to this in the credit industry and then realized that there was an opportunity to build something like this in the insurance industry just by talking with insurance agency owners myself. So it really kind of started with a few random conversations. I spoke with um, you know, a few independent agency owners. Um, They're telling me that for them, the difficulty wasn't actually, you know, especially if you're writing with a bunch of great carriers, you, a lot of time you can save people money, right? Or, or get them better coverage or both. But the challenge for them was really just getting the information from people so that they could show them that they can save them money or get them better coverage. And and so, you know, recognize that there was a gap there and that all the data that they needed to know about their prospect, that already exists online. And um, so, and so, so recognizing that information gap is how this got started um, and, uh, you know, started building it from there. That's, that's really where it, where it started. So here's a question for you. Have you looked at any other vertical markets outside of insurance at this point? Cause I have two on the top of my head right now that I think, you know, would be million, multi-million dollar ideas for you. I'll happily discuss them with you offline for an equity percentage share. Of what, <laughs> I'm just, I'm obviously just kidding, but I'm interested in, in, in what else you've looked at because, uh, I, I've got a couple I think I can already see that technology applying to. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually the perfect time to start a company around open data because the regulatory environment is ripe for it. Um, you know, it all started with GDPR, but after GDPR, a bunch of countries, and you're actually seeing this today, even even this year, a bunch of handful of countries adopted regulation like that, that actually allows consumers to leverage their data that exists about them online that today is held in databases by huge companies. And, and so, you know, it's a great time to build a company around unlocking that data based on a consumer consent driven model, which is what we've done. And that model applies to a lot of different industries. Actually, uh, before starting this company, I was looking at mostly ideas in the fintech space. There's a lot that you can do with non-traditional credit data, uh, payroll data. Um, You're definitely seeing a bunch of companies starting up around those areas. Um, but there's still quite a lot to do. It's really, it's really interesting. Even like, even people's behavior around opening emails, like how responsive are you to emails? Are are you like leaving them, uh, you know, read or, or unread? Those, even those kinds of behaviors can actually correlate with your credit risk. So there's so much information out there that can be leveraged to like give people, you know, access to things like, you know, the right credit cards or the right insurance or other types of products. And a lot of this is being driven by some of the new data that people are realizing they they can actually use. Another example is like Experian Boost, right? Experian just, you know, kind of recently realized over the years that they can start pulling in your subscription. So like you're paying for your, you know, your phone plan for your internet. Those things are actually indicative of your credit worthiness too. So there's just a lot Hmm. happening in the, in that whole space. And there's I mean, definitely seeing a fintech boom. And I think we're also starting to see the start of an insure tech boom around this kind of concept too. 
I can tell you this, man. When I go out with channel partners, I have people in very, you know, very specific segments of the economy that I like to work with, and one of them is payroll vendors, right? If you could figure out a way to get them the information, the payroll salespeople to get the information they need through consumer consent, my goodness, your business would blow up because that's one of the hardest things for them to do is be able to get that stuff. Actually get the info. Yeah. Yeah. Because the problem is the same thing it is in the insurance industry, or maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but people don't want to ask for that information because they don't want to alert the person that they're getting ready to fire, Right. So I would think that if you have that same ability to pull, you know, the 941s or whatever else that the payroll company would need, include in a roster or whatever else, every single one of them um, should have the ability to do that. Um, But that and even employee leasing inside the PEO business, I would Mm -hmm. think, you know, you also have a lot of, of data that can be brought in that makes the sales process a lot easier. And I'm sure that, you know, payroll companies would love to have that technology. It's like you said, the the hardest thing is for them to actually get the documents, you know, chasing that. I, when I was in the PEO world, that was it. I mean, it was chasing down the docs, man. I was, uh, you know, following up with people for months and months trying to get, you know, this piece or that piece. Exactly. I don't want to say, yeah, I don't necessarily want to say that it's like the number one thing that people run into from a sales objection standpoint, but certainly it's in the top two or three. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time <laughs> to get you what you need. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, right. fine. Boom. Here's really dude out. takes five minutes. I'll I'll tell you where it's at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So talk yeah. a little bit, Tolga, about how you've solved that problem for the insurance industry. Yeah. So you know, it started with the realization that the data that uh, that when you're talking with uh, an insurance agency, let's say, and um, you know you're trying to get a quote from them, the questions that they're asking you across different agencies that you're talking to, it's more or less the same things. They all need the same kind of information, right? If you're, if it's the auto, they're going to need to know the vehicle information, the drivers, um, you know, they want to know like your, your past history with losses. Um, and then, and then if they want to do an apples to apples quote, or, or just note like where you're at today versus what they can get you, they'll want to know your current coverages, similar kind of thing for the home and the other, any, any other lines that you have. And, you know, the realization was that this data already exists online. Your current carrier has this data about you. And, you know, the, the, but the fact of the matter is that although the carrier has that data about you, you, it's actually your data. And so what we've done in a nutshell, essentially the key to what we're doing is there's two things. One is that it's a consumer consent driven model. So when a prospect is, is going through Canopy Connect, um, we're collecting their consent for us to pull their data on their behalf directly from the carrier. And then um, what happens is that we authenticate them directly with their carrier in one step, and then we're able to pull their entire insurance profile directly from the carrier across all policy lines, um, including the deck pages, you know, the policy information across every policy, vehicle information, driver information, home information, um, uh, you know the, the the claims history, the, all of all of that data directly from the carrier, from the source of truth, and get that over to you. And that's useful for things like you know obviously talking with insurance agency, but also even for things like just verifying that you have insurance, um, which is you know a massive problem for for uh, uh, even businesses outside of the insurance industry. There's a lot of different kinds of businesses that need to collect insurance information, and the way that broadly speaking they're doing that today is either through an online form, which will typically have less than 10% conversion because people just don't want to fill out like a long form asking, you know, where they're asked for their annual mileage, the VIN number, you know, all the stuff that gets asked. 
or the same stuff is happening over phone calls and emails like you guys alluded to. And so each of those, each of those ways of collecting information uh, perform really poorly. There, uh, there's a lot of drop off in that funnel. You typically will get less data. You won't, you won't get the full picture rather, and there'll be errors and omissions in that data. And none of that needs to happen because the source of truth is actually out there. And so what we've done is we've integrated with all the major carriers in the United States, and that allows us to pull that data automatically directly from them. So that's what I was going to ask, like what that pulling looks like, because, you know, in the industry, when you're just, let's say, trying to get some loss runs, like, you know, that that can end up being a, a drawn out process when it doesn't have to be. So, Absolutely. you know, how, how are you able to, you know, is it is it an immediate thing where you you know, request that information. And because of the relationship you have, it comes like directly right to you. Like, what's that look like? The way I envision it, I don't want to give away your secret sauce, but the way I understand the technology to work is you're able to use the username and login from the carrier to get from that uh, insured to access the carrier website and then just directly scrapes the data from inside their, their client profile. Yeah, that, that's more or less accurate. So what we've done is, you know, all of the carriers um, have, they all have, you know, mobile apps, websites, places where people can get access to their information. But the trouble is that, like, um, you know, people, even once you're in there, people don't know where to get all the information that you need. And mm. even if you actually know where to get all the information you need, it's a really tedious process to get you all of their deck paid, if you're, especially if you're talking across multiple policy lines. Well, um, listen, if you're talking to a lady that's griping because yeah. her homeowners went up $50 a year, right. the last thing she wants to do is spend an hour and a half looking for documents. And I mean, we exactly. get that. It, it, it's a different type of sales in the commercial end of our business, but we do have personal lines in Florida Risk. And I, I mean, I can understand how some of that can be a major issue. Yeah. One of the things I imagine that would get pushback and I'm interested in, in hearing what you, because I'm, I'm sure you have best practices for how to use your product setup. You know what the people who are having the most success are doing. Um, Advisor Evolved is who we use for our website here at Florida Risk. And I was in the Advisor Evolved group and a question went back and forth between two people that happened to be using Canopy Connect. And I'm like, eh, I'm be talking to old Tolga here in another couple of days. Let's see how this conversation goes. <laughs> and basically what they were asking for was the... Um, it was the workflow or the the landing page that was set up to start people in the Canopy Connect process. I would perceive that it is probably something that you have to navigate carefully and correctly to get somebody to give you a username and password. And I think right. that if I, you know, so that being said, what I understood them to be doing was they'd have a lander set up that says to quickly and securely allow us to get the prior insurance information, blah, 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 blah. Click here, start. They do, they go through, enter their information, click inform consent and they're done. Right. Yep. If I do that over the phone, no chance in the world. Hey, by the way, while you're here, I don't need you to give me anything other than your username and password to your current insurance. Nobody's going to give that to you. So right. there's got to be some level of positioning to make it uh, effective. Yeah, and you wouldn't you wouldn't be using it that way. So you the 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 individual wouldn't be sharing their username and password with you. It's not shared with anybody. Um, it, it it goes directly to the carrier to authenticate them, and that's it. And so um, so the way that it would work is that you know our our customers broadly speaking typically use it two ways. Either they'll have a Canopy Connect button on their website, and they'll say something like. Uh, we're able to connect online directly with your carrier and get all the information we need. It takes less than 30 seconds. Click this link to begin. And then people will click that link. They'll uh, submit the username and password with their carrier, 
Sometimes there'll be two-factor authentication. We handle all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then boom, we're able to pull the data and get that over to you across all policy lines. And so that, that's, the, the, that's a very typical way that they'll use it. Another common way is, is um, you know, what you talked about over the phone, they would use it like that, except they wouldn't ask for the username and password. So when people are using it over the phone, they'll say, they'll, they'll ask the client, right? You're already on the phone with them. So you'll typically ask them, well, what do you have today? And then the, the common answer to that is, well, I don't know what I have, but I think I'm with, you know, carrier X. And then you, your response would be, well, um, well, awesome. Click this. Uh, you click this link. It takes less than 30 seconds. I'll get everything you uh, everything I need. Um, and then, you know, I'll get back to you with the quote. And uh, they're done in less than 30 seconds and they can go about their day. And then the next time you're chatting with them, you, you can say, I know what you're paying for your auto. I know what you're paying for your home and your umbrella and your life policy. Here's how we can get you from point A to point B. And at a minimum, even if you can't, like, it'll tell you all the information that you know to inform, you know, what you do with that. It might be the case that the person has everything perfectly buttoned up, in which case, you know, you can tell them that and not waste like further time, um, you know, trying to close a, a sale when there's nothing to offer there. But, uh, but because you have that full picture, um, you know, typically there'll be something that you can do with that. You know, like maybe we can save you on the auto or the home or bundle to save um, or maybe you have a coverage gap that we can address. And so having the full picture allows you to you know, make the most of your interaction with that person and just completely does away with all the questioning like, you know, about the claims history and about the, you know, the vehicle information and the current coverages and everything, the deck pages and everything else that that ends up being minor, like each one of those things, each one of those inputs results in some amount of drop off. So to the extent that you can make your experience with your prospect just be the minimum amount of things they need to give you, that's going to perform much better at scale. And so that's what we see. So when customers adopt our, our, our platform, they start using Canopy Connect with their customers, their close ratio goes up. Um, they spend a lot less time collecting information because they get everything that they need in that single click. And then the prospect's delighted because it was so easy for them to work with you. Um, and you have all the information directly from the source. So you're able to you know, talk with them based on knowing what's actually happening versus having to rely on them for bits and pieces of things. Cool. Where'd the name come from? <laughs> yeah, naming is hard. I so I I spent I spent a while actually trying to come up with a name for it. There are actually a fair fair amount of companies that have the word canopy in the title, but I kind of like the name canopy because to me it reminded me of like me sitting under a tree. Like imagine you're on a hike somewhere and you're in the middle of like the redwoods or something, and there's like these trees above you and there's sunlight peeking through. That's kind of like what I picture. Like that's like a nice, comfortable feeling for me. So I like the name Canopy. That kind of evoked that feeling for me. But and then and it also kind of evokes like an, a feeling of like cover. You know, like like you're covered. And so I, I thought that that was kind of like fun as a name. And and you know made a little tree logo, and uh, and then kind of just took it from there. Um, I like I like to picture my hikes through the Florida Everglades alongside. <laughs> Yeah. A massive skunk ape. Yeah, you're you're going down there looking for the elusive Florida skunk ape is what you're doing. <laughs> the 13 foot alligator. I saw you guys had. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there was you're a big one. Like, oh, this is fake. That's just Florida. Yeah. Go I ahead and hit it. That was a dinosaur for sure. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and freaking hit your nine iron wrong next to the water one <laughs> yeah. time, oh and you'll God. see how fake those gators are. Right. Yeah, they get they get pretty big. That was a that was a big one. There was one bigger than that that was all over the news a couple years ago, last year maybe. Just that, sauntering across the 14th. Yeah. Well, it, and it can saunter for as long as it wants because I'm not <laughs> the one that's going to tell it to get out of the way. <laughs> right. Uh, 
So I'm interested. So when 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 agents engage with you guys, it seems like it's a relative. I mean, based on what I saw, because I did like go through and click through different people's landing pages and stuff that they had as an example. It it's really a slick and seamless process. How does that translate to mobile? Does I mean, is it? I'm assuming as long as the person's website's mobily responsive, then it's really irrelevant to your product. Is that an accurate statement? I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. I mean, like uh, any anybody who's building a, like um, a, a tech product today really has to, you know, put mobile first. Honestly, it's actually like at this point, most of your traffic on an average website is going to be from your from somebody's phone if you actually look at the stats. So you can't like you definitely can't go into that blind, and that's actually got to be a primary design consideration. So for us, mobile has been something that you know it was immediately clear we needed to support that right out of the gate. So our, our product works great on mobile and that's something that we've certainly optimized it for. It were, I mean, honestly, it works great on different form factors. So you can use it on your laptop, on, on your phone, anywhere that has internet really it works on iPads and everything. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, we, you know, we, we built it to be really easy to use on mobile. So when, when, you know, Canopy Connect works uh, on, on, on any device that has internet actually. So, um, and definitely, um, I mean, we, you can, we, we all like, we're able to see the stats and stuff. And, uh, you know, we regularly see like half or just over half of our traffic coming from mobile. Um, and that's across, you know, um, that's pretty common though. Basically any website will see that nowadays. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you. Do you know the guys from Glovebox? Have you met Ryan, Sean and Andy? Um, I, I, I know of those guys, uh, you know, been uh, obviously like, I think I, I, I listened to one of their podcast episodes a while ago. And, and yeah, so I, I think I spoke with like one or one of them. Uh, I don't know the whole team though, but, uh, but yeah. You, you need that. to know, you need to know those guys, man, because what I'm hearing is there's synergy between where we've talked with them about their product development going and what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I will make that introduction for you when we get off, I'll reach out to them and say, you guys should talk and then I'll get out of the middle of it. Cause I don't want to dumb the conversation down. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be great to, to chat with them. I, you know, I think, uh, I think they're 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 another example of one of these like interesting insure tech companies. I know they've been they've been around for a little while too. So it's it's great to see like fellow folks like really trying to just make the experience better for everybody involved in insurance because there's just it you know the the painful truth about it is that it's 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 pretty hard to as a as an insured but as well as like anybody dealing you know selling insurance or just helping people advise around insurance. All of those activities are pretty difficult, and a lot of that difficulty just comes down to you know, the information not being readily available where it's needed. So yeah, I'm definitely a fan of what they're doing too. Yeah. So think about it this way, man. And I'm going to give somebody, this is seriously a multi-million dollar idea right here. But I think so many times we look at, at apps like Glovebox or insurance agent apps been around forever. And, and those are post-sale products in a consumer's mind. What if we shifted the way that people think about the Glovebox app and made it a prospecting tool as much as it is, you know, for your existing clients. And what I mean by that is these guys are, they were on our podcast. They've already talked about some of the things they're going to do. And and one of the things that they're looking at doing down the road is allowing carriers that already have clients that are in their app to be able to cross sell their products to your clients inside of the Glovebox interface, but yet you get revenue. Well, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it be awesome if the two of you could figure out how to mesh your technologies together and I can go out and say, 
hey, look, we have this great app called Glovebox, and we use it for all of our prospects all the way up to them being clients. And we start the process here with you downloading the app and giving us your permission to get your current information brought in so that we can begin the quoting process for you. Boom, download the app, boom, create your account, give the informed consent, import all of your stuff into Glovebox, flag the, an alert for the people on the back end at the agency that are using the app that you have the ability to generate a new quote request. I mean, that thing could go crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like, I think that's a, that's a, that's certainly a place where we could play a part because we, we come re really in handy right now, um, you know, at, at the initial stages of prospecting when you're trying to understand this person's profile, you don't know anything about them yet. Um, you know, you send them through Canopy Connect and out pops the entire picture of that person. And so, um, you know, that's pluggable into an app like Glovebox or even into your own Raider or CRM or whatever systems you're using. So certainly those types of things, um, you know, we're, uh, are, are, you know, places where we like to play. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're actually, uh, we're, we're going to be announcing our, our API uh, being released um, quite soon. And so, uh, so that's going to allow us to both integrate with arbitrary third parties as well as third parties uh, to integrate with us. Um, it's actually already up and running, but we haven't publicly announced it yet. So, um, well, you just did. <laughs> I guess yeah. You did. Yeah. There you go. There'll be there'll be a wider announcement in uh, in a couple of weeks. But yeah. Well, this yeah, this will air after you've officially publicly announced it. I mean, my mind's going a million different directions at this point, though, because if you have the ability to begin a prospect conversation with streamlining the process of them obtaining quotes and providing you with the information as an agent that you're necessary, I could also see. Uh, having a, an algorithmic scoring system built up for the, the profile on these accounts as you port that information in so that you can have standard, you know, non-standard, premier, ultra, you know, premier, whatever, so that if you have agencies that are only after a certain subset of, of business, boom, then they're going to go for that. But what if those agencies, <laughs> dude, I can go all day on this now. <laughs> then what if those agencies if they were, let's just say they only want high net worth individuals, but they've got a bunch of other stuff hitting it. What if they had the ability to sell those leads to another user of the same platform and monetize leads that they're never going to use to somebody who does non-standard and wants to have that? I mean, there's so much different stuff you can, I'm, I'll be on the team, man. Just let me know when you want me to show up for the first day. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that, that's actually a, an interesting insight for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, we definitely like see, you know, as teams use the product and they will we'll have like people, you know, share amongst their team members, you know, uh, to to coordinate around like who's going to work with that prospect. So those things are certainly possible. And, and you know, it's these are the, every all of these things are possible when you're able to like pull this data, but also structure it. So with with the structured data, you can do things like instant quoting and binding off of an apples to apples quote. Or, um, or really any kind of like fully online experience starts to become possible. The problem is that with the, the way the status quo is today is that you know people are fiddling around with emails, phone calls, literal pen and paper notes is really common as you guys know. And, and so the, the data isn't like, isn't being structured and, and processed um, instantly because there's these like, all these like human touch points that have to, you know, that rely on the data coming directly from the prospect. And so now that like we're integrating directly with the carriers, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, structuring that data, it can be plugged directly into, um, you know, systems that 
like you're, you're a raider. So you can do instant quoting or, you know, instant quoting and binding. Um, and, you know, because you have that full profile, you'll know there's this person, you know, yesterday we had somebody come through with 13 policies. Um, and so, you know, certainly works for really well um, for high net worth people because how else, how are you get, possibly just going to get 13 policies worth of data in 30 seconds, right? That just like doesn't happen today, but it is possible with these, with these fully integrated workflows. So that's, um, that's certainly, um, you know, something that, that we help a lot with is just, you, we get the full picture. And so you, rather than you just trying to get that one vehicle's worth of information so that you can close the auto, you just get the whole picture right up front. And so, um, it's, it works really great whether, I mean, honestly, whether somebody has just one or two policies, but if somebody has 10 policies or more, um, it, you know, it starts to become even more, uh, important that, that, that it's straightforward for them to work with you. Cause it's so painful for them otherwise to get all that information over. Well, the you other thing too, is you got 10 policies or more. It could flag that you're a payment problem and the agency doesn't want you to be their client. Maybe they have 10 policies because they canceled for non-pay three weeks after they bind a policy every time and you automatically kick it out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I, I was interested in what you're doing from a pre-qualification standpoint. So I'm not wasting time on the back end with my service people and my personal lines people, you know, going after business that wouldn't score high enough for us. I mean, that's one of the things that we do inside a HubSpot is we have the ability to do lead scoring. So when we're going after our commercial business, you know, I can go to Kyle and say, don't talk to anybody whose lead score is less than 80. We know that if your lead score is 80 or higher, you're ready to go. Right. Well, if you're, and if it's not, you're still kicking the tires. If there's some sort of a scoring system in place, you know, maybe you can eliminate a lot of the inefficiencies that you have, you know, with people quoting business you were never going to get to begin with, because as soon as they came to your, uh, you know, your website or your app or whatever else, they're on to the next person. And whoever answers the phone the quickest and gets it back to them is going to is going to be who gets the deal. So certainly you equip them with the ability to be that first person to respond. But, you know, I could see I'm, I'm all about the scoring, man, because it, it makes it to where your close ratios are higher. Your retention is higher and you're not screwing around wasting a bunch of man hours or people hours, I should say. I need to be politically correct, whatever the new word is for it. But, I mean, you're not wasting a bunch of payroll to, right. to screw around with this stuff. Right, right. So you might, you might have said this earlier, and if you did, I apologize. But are you limited in terms of the carriers that you're able to pull stuff from? Uh, we're, so we, we have to build these integrations. And so today we've, we've built about 150 integrations. We're adding three or four more new ones this week. And we also have a policy that, you know, when a customer requests a new carrier integration from us, we're able to add that in under 72 hours. So we, we regularly add new integrations for our customers. We already cover the vast majority of the, um, the personal lines across the entire country. Um, but that's something that we're always going to be working on because there are a lot of carriers, especially when you're looking at, you know, regions like Florida and, and you know, obviously every state has their own distribution of carriers. So we'll we'll continue. We're going to be continuing adding integrations for a while, but we're already, you know, covering the vast majority of the market. I would say you are if you've got 150 plus right now. I mean, yeah. how how is the carrier community? And I don't want to put you on the spot by any stretch, but. I'm just interested, man, because that had to have been an educational process to get carriers on board with this, to have that many. And and listen, 
anytime new insurance technology comes out, the first thing that you hear from the people out there that are the tinfoil hat conspiracy theory people is, oh, you're in violation of your agreement with the carrier or the client customer is in violation if they provide any kind of information, you know, and you could get in trouble for doing that. It is very difficult for me to believe that we have those issues if you have 150 plus carriers on on board. How did that educational process with them go? Yeah, I mean, so 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 first and foremost is that like this doesn't require a permission um, to, for us to integrate. Um, what like the the reason why we're able to do this is because of two things. One is that we're getting the consumer's consent and it's their data. It's not like your just because you happen to have a copy of my information, that doesn't make it your information. It's still my data. And the regulators are, are backing the consumer nowadays to um, with that position. If you, I mean, the CFPB actually released guidance around um, these types of open data ecosystem because they want this to happen. They've recognized that when, I mean, it's pretty obvious in any, this, is, this applies to any market greater information transparency results in greater market efficiency and it results in the market in aggregate growing. And so that aligns itself with also with what with value for the consumer. And so the, the regulators want this to happen and it's already happened in the banking industry. Healthcare is way ahead as well. Um, and insurance has lagged behind. And so this model is already being used in many other, other industries today. So like as, as I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners use apps like Robinhood and Venmo and Mint and Personal Capital, or even link their bank account. If you're using like some, you know, your online bank account, you're probably linking that to other banks. If you have another bank to send money back and forth in each of those cases, you're, you know, you're linking your bank account, right? You're pr- putting in the username and password for your bank account. And, and there's an understand, like people understand that by doing the, these act by linking their accounts, they're getting value and convenience out of that. That's why I link my account because I know that if I link my account to Robinhood, now I can move money into Robinhood and maybe invest in some stocks or something. Um, and so this precedent has already been set in other industries. It's not really new. It's just that it hasn't hasn't happened in the insurance industry. And so that's that's where why we've we've come in to to solve this problem in the insurance industry. And so for us, you know, we're what we're doing is we're automating an activity that an individual could do themselves manually. It's just that they're not doing it. So people can go and fetch their information, go collect all their documents. It is possible, right? It's happening already today. It's just that like most people aren't getting you all that information. And there's a lot of drop off. Um, most of the time you're just getting, you know, bits and pieces, whatever you can, and then you're you're doing the best with what you have. And so, you know we've just automated this activity that somebody could do manually. It's just that they don't know how to do it today. They don't know where to get their deck pages or, or their, you know, their claims history from. So we've just, we've just solved that problem through, through automation and the consumer consent and the ability to authenticate them is, is all we need to be able to do that. What's been the biggest challenge for you? Um, I think the biggest challenge has been building these integrations and making sure that they're they're working um, reliably. That's quite a challenge because we, you know, we're not in control of these interfaces that we integrate with, and so uh, it's you know it's been quite a journey building these out. At this point, you know, now now things are like, you know, we, we've grown quite a lot. We we have a lot of a lot of usage of it every day, and and it's it's growing every single day. Um, but it's, it's taken us a while to, you know, build all of these integrations, of course, like building each of these is, is not a quick thing to do. And once you build it, um, you know, you've got to make sure that it's still up and running and it's working correctly. And if if, cert- if something gets updated 
um, you need to be able to respond quickly to that. And so we've done the way that we've attacked that is by integrating with um, multiple sources to be able to pull the data. So we integrate with things like APIs and websites and mobile apps. And so we're, and, and we're, we're able to extract data from documents, like structured data from PDF documents themselves. So with all of these sources, we're able to reliably get that data. And, um, and you know, there's, there's some other sort of secret sauce things that we've done to make them reliable, but I'll leave that as an exercise for the reader. <laughs> So what the people that are using your product the most effectively, what are they doing to set themselves up for success? I started to ask that question and then I had a really good idea and we ended up down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested in, in how As they're setting use. themselves up to do that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's two pretty common ways that they're doing it today. One is that they're, they're putting uh, the button on their website. So they'll have a button that says something like import my insurance and then it pops open Canopy Connect. And so when people put this on their website, they're getting free, like free leads essentially, because like some percentage of people that visit your website, if they if they see a button that says like, you know, uh, import my insurance, and it's saying like we connect directly with your care to get everything we need, it takes like, takes less than thirty seconds. Some people are going to click that because they know that typically getting your their information over to you isn't something that takes thirty seconds. It's something that usually involves phone calls and emails and maybe contacting the agent. So by putting that button on your website. People, some people who visit your website will just click the button and you'll get their information without even having to have talked with them. And then when you're already speaking with them, you already know what they're paying and what their coverages are. So the conversation's way more smooth and you'll experience a higher close ratio with that. So that's a really common way that our customers use it. But of course, not everybody gets a lot of traffic from their website, right? A lot of agencies out there, the website is just there for show. So if somebody Googles your name, they have something to, you know, to look at. So it's, it seems somewhat legitimate. So in those cases... Um, uh, and, and even if they're putting on their website, obviously they'll still have agents who are at one point or another emailing or on the phone with the prospect. So in those, in those cases, they'll just say, you know, what do you currently have? And then the prospect will use a lot of times say like, Oh, I don't know what I have. I, you know, I think I'm with, you know, USAA, let's say, and then, then you'll say, okay, great. Well, um, click this link. Uh, we'll get everything we need. Um, and, and then I'll get back to you with a quote. And a lot of people will click that link where they actually wouldn't have taken the time to go up and go and dig the deck pages up or, or get the other information that you need. So we have a lot of people who are using it. You know, it's really common for an agency to lead with one line of insurance, right? Like I'll lead with the home or I'll lead with the auto and then I'll try to capture more of the household from there. Um, but with our platform, you're getting the information across all policy lines. So you can uh, you know, pick and choose um, like, how you how you want to pitch them it can be either just the one policy or all of them uh but yeah so it, i would i guess backing up you know pretty commonly people use it on their website and 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 if you're already talking with a prospect you can just send them the link and another common way is like you know people do things like set it up on an ipad or something like that just providing like a touch point where somebody can click import my insurance submit with the carrier and and then they can go about their day um so yeah, those are, those are some pretty common ways that they use it. It can go anywhere that a link can go. Um, so if people use it, you know, with Facebook ads, they'll put it on their website. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and yeah, so, but I would say the most common ways are uh, embedding it on your website and, and just sending the link directly to a prospect over an email or a text message. As you were saying that about people reading that and clicking the button, I thought about the single greatest garage sale ad that I'd ever seen in my life. And I was driving down the road one day and there was a lady 
standing at the corner holding up a huge sign that said free sex. And then under underneath it, it just said, just kidding, we're having a garage sale. And it had the address. Agents, if you put a button on your website that says free sex, no, just kidding, import your information here, you're going to get a lot of attention on that. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> it, it worked. I remember it. And it was at least 15 years ago. So I've always wanted to wait for the right time for me to use that in my own business. And I don't know that it's ever going to happen. And here we are. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, listen, man, what do you see coming down the pipe? I don't want to, I don't want to keep you all afternoon. What do you see, you know, as far as things for the future, we had talked a little bit about possibilities of moving into the commercial environment. Obviously, you know, the big elephant in the room, anytime you're working, on a uh, commercial account is loss runs, right? Yep. It's the number one. And I got to believe that bat- uh, patterns the same, you know, general principles as getting deck pages and everything else. And truthfully, deck pages matter too. If you can get whole copies of policies and everything else, yeah, that's a goldmine to a commercial agent, especially those of you that sell insurance and aren't problem solvers and haven't figured out you can get hired without actually placing policies. And then you get paid, <laughs> you know, down the road, but you know, from a traditional standpoint, you it's know, helpful I, to have that info regardless. Yeah, no, I want it anyhow, because it's going to help me frame my conversation on total cost of risk and everything else. So if I can get that and, and do so in a way that, again, it goes back to what I was saying before. Nobody wants to tell their agent they're going to fire them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. That's such a that, that's one of the yeah, that's a huge one for sure. And it's, it's bigger in commercial because you're talking about in our situation, you know, the accounts we're writing are a couple hundred thousand dollars in premium. So you're not firing somebody and they're only losing 50 bucks a year. You know, you're probably going to get rid you know, they might not be able to send their kid to college mm-hmm. their freshman year if you take that account. They love telling their clients that too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Little Johnny's going to college next year. I, I can't afford it. If you move your account from me, we, we please just what give a, me one more chance. What a chump move that is, by the way happens all the time yeah you know like the uh, you know as you guys know it kind of it 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 comes down to like who is able to provide the value that the customer needs right so look i want the i want that customer to feel as if they came into my agency and when they did they laid down on a psychiatrist couch but when they look up at the ceiling it's this awesome canopy of redwoods in the sunlight staring through giving that aura and peace of mind even maybe with some yoga type music playing in the background that's what i'm looking for exactly yeah exactly that's the dream for sure um but yeah i mean to 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 answer your your question around what we have coming up soon so um for us you know the, the the biggest next milestone is um starting to integrate directly with the raiders through our api um and so you know Obviously, like, you know, in, given that we work with all of these insurance agencies, they all have their own raters and CRMs and, and systems where they already have their, their client information. And so, you know, with our, with our API being released, um, we're actually just going to start building integrations ourselves into the raters, even though the API allows those integrations to be built by anybody. Um, we know like people want an easy links integration. They want, you know, PL Raider and ITC and Turbo Raider and so on. And so that that's one of our biggest next milestones is is just integrating directly with the raters and systems that our customers are already using with our API, and then um, and then coming into next year we're going to start to explore commercial lines more. We're going to start to do more document digitization, 
um, and uh, and some other experimental things coming down the pipeline. We know we know that we can do this for commercial too. It actually our product already works in some cases for commercial lines. It's just not something that we've focused on yet because in starting to solve this problem the way we looked at it was that it made sense to start where the volume was the highest. And of course there's a lot more volume on personal lines, but on commercial, but this exact problem of the exact same problem of information not being available also applies to commercial lines. And we know we can do it for commercial too. So we're going to be starting to explore that more um, coming into next year. And we know that's something that virtually all of our customers are interested in because most agencies do some mix of personal and commercial. You rarely have one, an agency that'll just do one only. So if you do personal lines, you probably already do commercial as well. And we can help you there as well. Do you know the guys at Tarmica? No, I don't. I haven't spoken with them yet. You need to meet them too, because they're going from the other angle that you're going through. So they actually started on the commercial side and they're going to be pushing over to personal in the coming year. And you're going to be moving over towards commercial. I think you guys can learn some stuff from each other, but essentially they've got a, uh, a commercial raider that's that's taken the industry by storm for all practical purposes the people who love it uh, absolutely love it they're run, they you know their biggest issue right now from what i can see is just getting carrier integrations done and getting through that process it's a whole different animal when you go to a carrier and say hey will you open up your api for me so that i have the ability to access everything and create bindable quotes in a matter of seconds for the people when they push this button but I'm just thinking, man, if, if uh, you have the ability to import that stuff in and integrate with the Raider and you can pre-populate Tarmica, I mean, look, I could take this thing from Canopy Connect to Tarmica to Better Agency or one of these CRMs right out of the box. I mean, have you talked to Nick and Preston at Better Agency at all? Um, I actually want to start talking with them soon. Um, we, we're, we're like really busy right now on uh, doing, a, I'm doing a bunch of hiring and, and also some product build. But yeah, I, I, I met Nick uh, sometime last year and I think they, they they put out some pretty great content. Uh, I like I like you know they have some pretty great marketing content which I, I've been seeing. So yeah, we're friends on Facebook, but yeah, we'll probably. I, I mean, I definitely would love to chat with with their their team at the right time. Um, because yeah, th- wait till you see the uh, thumbnail for his podcast episode that I did. It's fantastic. Oh, you did that nice. <laughs> if I do say so myself. I mean, yeah. Nick Nick's a good buddy of mine, so I you know I. I talk with him all the time. I just think that um, I could see some, there's a lot going on, man. Yeah. I if think you guys could, if you guys, everybody has like a little piece, right? Everybody's got a little piece of technology that solves one thing and that's great. But if you can figure out a way to work together, you're going to dominate the world. Yeah. Integrations are so key in this industry because like we're, we're not going to, we're not going to go and build a CRM. And, you know, like I think a company that focuses solely on a CRM is going to do better at doing a CRM than we would. And so for us, we're, we're focused on the data layer. And I think like, you know, with a, with a, you know, with, with a company like Better Agency where, you know, you're, you're managing your customer relationships, I think, and, and re-engaging them and, and handling renewals and all that kind of thing. I think in those types of flows, it absolutely makes sense to, you know, send out a Canopy Connect link um, so that your, your client can send you um, their current insurance information across all policy lines and you have the full picture. So even if they're your customer already, let's say they have, you have, their home, um, but they might have their auto with somebody else. Well, you know, you send out the Canopy Connect link, you'll get the auto policy information, and then um, and then you can work to you know, to win that business as well. Um, so I think I think integrating with CRMs makes makes a lot of sense as well. I think um, the immediate next term next goal for us is is like 
plugging into the Raiders. And I think the CRM start to make sense next as well. Yeah. And what's interesting is a lot of these people, I mean, again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, better agencies, one of them, because these guys were agents and they are figuring out the best way to solve agency problems, just like the people from Glovebox, right? Right. But, um, you know, when, when you look at it, from from that perspective, they're they're going to have that tarmac integration. It's there. It, it may already be there. I'm not 100% sure. But I mean, now you're integrating with both the Raider and the CRM at the same time. And the ability to cross sell and do all of the other things that you can do with that is phenomenal. I will tell you this, man, outside of loss runs and maybe deck pages and things from actual policies in the commercial world, if you can solve the problem of getting experience mods without people having to go in and, and, you know, hunt and peck or even pay the six bucks to get them, you know, because it's $6 to get a mod 24 to get the mod worksheet. Mm-hmm. If you had a way to do that and you could dump that into a custom field inside of a CRM using your technology, that would be huge, man. That would be a massive game changer for any agency out there that leads with workers comp in the commercial space. Yeah, for for sure. I think I think workers comp would be one of the the low hanging fruits for us on the commercial side, um, because those tend to be easier, like uh, from a data perspective and, and to write. So yeah, yeah, definitely like you know workers comp commercial auto is another. The other thing with comp too, so that you know, one of the reasons another th- reason why comp would be attractive is because there's so much information readily available from most states, right? right. So I'm not even going into user permission-based information at this point. I'm talking about you have a group of agencies that have your product as a value add or an upgrade for them. If you have the ability to just capture whatever data you can get from public domain and match it up to whatever's already in the system, that saves a ton of time, man. That's one of the biggest places where we... And I don't want to say waste time because it's how we get our business, but we invest a lot of time just doing that research. And the more we can create like a dashboard where you can just look at a screen and anything and everything. And, you know, my edge is one of those products that's attempting to do it. I've been extremely disappointed with the level of data that they have in there. I signed up for the product thinking it was going to be a game changer. And what I found out was I can't go to Starbucks, you know, two times a week now because I have to pay my bill for that every month. It's not, you know, a re- there's no return on investment because they don't give me the information I need. It, it's one thing to have a product that has the capability of doing what people want it to do. It's a completely different thing to actually deliver that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I would tell you, man, you know, there's a lot is you're looking at places to get information and information necessary there's a lot of that that's just in public domain. Almost every single state has a workers' comp division website. And mm. whether it be proof of coverage, some of them have claims information. They have carrier information. Some of them have the agency that represents the uh, the client currently and all of that. So that may be another place for you to take a peek as you're looking to go more down the commercial road. Oh, yeah. there's You know, it's 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 really, really interesting on, on, the, on the commercial front because there's there, there's even like, as you guys know, there's like state level ones. So there's, it's like if you could in theory, I think like do something really, really interesting there. If you just connect these public data sources along with the permission data, um, you know, you, you can just get so much data marrying the, the public information with what you're able to get from a source like the carrier. We're actually already doing, you know, pulling some public uh, data, like, you know, then, you know, obviously like you can get a lot of data from, a VIN lookup, which, you know, we're, we're able to get the VIN from the carrier. So that allows us to enrich with more data from there. So there's a lot of 
actually really interesting things that you can do as well. Once you, you know, because we're integrating with the carrier, we get all like a lot of really valuable data. And then you can actually query off of that to produce even more from public sources. And so there's a lot that you can do there for sure. And even if you weren't doing that, just collating like the data that you can get from all these public sources, that alone, I think is a pretty worthwhile problem, which I know there's some companies tackling that, but yeah, it's such a, there's so much to do there for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, but yeah, definitely worthy. of some Well, your problem is you can't say a lot of stuff too, man. So every time I ask you a question, you have to run it through a filter about what you're allowed to talk about <laughs> and what you're not because you've got ideas and I wouldn't, I don't blame you for that. You don't need everybody and their brother hearing stuff that you're working on that, you know, highly sensitive and top secret. I do know that based on this conversation, you're going to have people who want to reach out to you. And as we wrap up, I want you to tell them how they can find you best. And, uh, you know, people, talk to Tolga. Yeah, uh, thanks, David. Yeah, uh, definitely check us out. Um, our website is usecanopy.com, U-S-E-C-A-N-O-P-Y.com. Um, if you, uh, you can just like schedule time directly on my calendar to chat with me if you click the schedule demo button on that, on that page. Um, or you can just type me a message in the Facebook chat messenger that opens up there too. That goes directly to me. My email is tolga at usecanopy.com. So that's T-O-L-G-A at usecanopy.com. If you can't remember how to spell my name, just email hello at usecanopy.com. That'll also go directly to me. Um, and yeah, I think those are probably the best ways to, to get in touch. Um, yeah. Cool. cool. Well, listen, man, we, uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Love talking technology and ridiculous ideas to some, but you know, it's crazy to see where the industry's going. And you know, the one thing I'll tell you, man, is keep, keep pushing ahead. You know, we need change in this industry. We need disruption. And with guys like you figuring out ways to solve problems that have plagued us for years, you know, it's only going to get better. So I thank you so much for your time, man. I wish you guys nothing but the best. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me on. See you, Hi, David. Brother. See you, Kyle. See you. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.